Hey, Coach Terry, how are you doing today? Pretty good, Alex. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, nice to see you, Coach. Been a little while. Uh, yeah, a month or so, a month and a half after all this stuff started happening. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, Derek uh men's tennis coach at Fairmont State University. And uh, what's your background with tennis, Terry? Uh, I go back a long way, Alex. A long, long, long time. <laughs> uh, I started, uh, I got in tennis late. I was like 26 before I started playing tennis and got into tennis uh, after, uh, you know, I went to Fairmont State, got drafted in baseball. I was a baseball player at Fairmont and uh, played, played four years in the, in the minor leagues uh, with the Mets and then uh, got out and started my uh, master's degree at uh, West Virginia University. And that's where I started playing tennis and got involved in tennis and started teaching I guess back in 76, 77, and then started and got the West Junior University uh, tennis job in, uh, and, uh, I don't know, 79, I think, 79, 80. And then um, uh, after, I don't know how many years it was, 14, 15 years, and uh, taught, taught in, in Morgantown, teaching in Morgantown all those years, and then came to the Greenbrier Hotel, and uh, as a head tennis pro and, and uh, ended up the director of tennis at the Greenbrier for 15 years. And somehow I got back to Fairmont State <laughs> and uh, starting my uh, second year. Great. So, uh, Terry, uh, obviously you coached at, at WVU for, what, 14 or 15 seasons uh, in the 80s and 90s. Right. Uh, what do you think for you has been one of the biggest differences uh, coming from a Division One background going to now your alma mater at Fairmont State? Well, I think obviously the biggest thing is the budget. Yeah, yeah. budgets, <laughs> budgets and scholarship levels uh, are are completely different. Uh, budgets at, at West Virginia when I was there, we were we were in the football team was great. You know, playing for national championships and they were bringing in a lot of money and and it trickles down into the other sports. So we were able to you know have a pretty good budget, able to travel and bring teams into Morgantown, you know, so division two is, I mean, you're, 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 you're doing a lot more fundraising. You know, you don't have as much funds to, uh, to uh, deal with. And facilities, facilities pretty good. We, you know, it's, Fairmont has, has, has nice outdoor courts, no indoor courts, but um, uh, probably, I guess, I guess budgets are probably the, the biggest factor. I'd say uh, another uh, key difference would be you probably weren't driving around any white vans at WVU, were you? <laughs> no, I was still driving. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't really. Uh, you know, at the start we were driving. Then we, we were able to get a. We got a pretty big bus to uh, to drive in with a driver. So that was you know that, that was that was nice. That was yeah, nice. it was a little so. bit easier. Um, what would you say so far in your I guess two years at Fairmont has been uh, some of the most rewarding things about coming back to college tennis and now being at your alma mater where uh, you didn't mention that you're also a hall of famer. Well, yeah, it's nice to be back uh, in college tennis. Probably the biggest thing that I miss in college tennis is, uh, you know, the relationships with the players, you know, 
you know, work with and developing the players. And then uh, the other big thing I missed was the competition, uh, competing, you know, against the, uh, the other schools, you know, and, uh, and you miss that, uh, you know, you know, when you're just teaching and you, you have competition when you develop in juniors, but it's, it's not the same as, as coaching a team. Yeah. So, and coming back to Fairmont was, uh, you know, the only reason I really took the job was because of Fairmont. You know, I, I, uh, graduated there a long time ago, you know, <laughs> I guess, I don't know, 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, going back on campus, being on campus, uh, has been great. You know, the developing the new relationships with the coaches there now, uh, is good. And, um, you know, you know, the Fairmont has a special feeling, you know, and uh, always will. So it's nice to be there. Did you ever think uh, after your 20-plus year hiatus from college tennis that you'd ever be back in the game? Uh, well, you know, you know not, not really. You know, once I came to the Greenbrier, I mean, that was a pretty, you know, pretty nice job, you know, uh, in tennis. And, um, you know, it was – really staying there until I basically retired from, from the Greenbrier and, um, uh, things just developed where I ended up at Fairmont. So, but, uh, it's nice to be back, you know, competing again. Definitely. Um, so I guess we're going to switch gears just a little bit. Um, at what point, uh, did you guys start to realize that maybe the season probably wouldn't continue and did the team already kind of have an idea of that before you were really able to sit down and explain with them? Or kind of how did that process work for you guys? We were probably probably like a lot of teams. We were we were uh, on our spring break, spring break trip, and we left on March the eighth. And really, when we left, we you know we didn't think anything was going to happen. You know, so you know we played uh, you know three matches. The fourth match is March the twelfth, and uh, whenever. Before the match started that morning, it's, things started happening on the, in the news about, uh, you know, about college sports, you know, being shut down. So, uh, you know, we were playing uh, Belmont Abbey, you know, at Belmont. And uh, the coach there, we, before the match started, we, you know, so should we go ahead and play this match or not? So we said, we said since we're here and, and, you know, we decided to play. And um, I think the players knew, we all knew it was going to be uh, going to be the last match, you know, you know, of the year. Yeah. So it ended up being a great match. We, we won a, we won a close, won a close match. So that was a good feeling and, and good feeling for the players. So coming home, coming back to Fairmont into, into what's happening now. Definitely. And for you guys, it was nice, especially because I know you had three seniors and it was nice to send those guys out on a high note. I know uh, the situation's been pretty difficult on all of us, uh, you know, just as far as the season ending. I think, would you guys play five or six matches? Yeah, we, we got five, five in. And um, yeah, the seniors are, uh, they're, you know, they're looking, of course, looking forward to the, to the season. We were developing, uh, you know, things were looking good. We were playing good. And the seniors looking forward to uh, to the season, to the conference uh, matches, conference championships. You know, so, but you know, that's uh, nothing we can do. And, and two of the seniors are not are not going to come back. You know, they're going to graduate, and they're not going to use that year. Uh, 
or one player. One, we might have one player come back. He hasn't, he hasn't decided yet. So we might have, uh, 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 he might play another year. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation for teams with a lot of seniors because, uh, you know, some coaches have already brought in players to fill those scholarships. So at what point does a school tell you, no, you can't bring someone back? Uh, you know, maybe not in your yeah. situation, but, you know, a team with, let's say, four seniors and three of them want to come back, but you've already got three scholarships replaced. You know, the school has the power to just say, no, you know, someone's got to go. Yeah, I, I don't know. It comes down to, to the financial, uh, you know, what the school can afford. Uh, I think they're going to try to make it happen for, for everybody. Uh, it might be hard to say, you know, well, we can't do it, you know, but um, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting uh, uh, when the, if those seniors, you know, from other schools, they come back. I think it's going to be, I don't know how many, what the percentage would be. Uh, uh, depends on the depends on the situation with the with the kid. Yeah, because uh, you know, uh, for men's tennis, it's uh, four and a half full scholarships is like the limit, and basically the NCAA is saying you can go over that now. So some schools next year could be at right. six and a half scholarships. Which, if you had seniors, you, that's a huge advantage. Um, you know, at Salem, we had no seniors on either side, so we don't even have that luxury of potentially being able to do that. So it could definitely see some super teams next year. If yeah, it's going right. to make some teams pretty pretty strong. I, you know, I, you know, when it, when a kid's a senior, or, you know, the student's a senior, uh, to come back another year. I mean, that's that's adding another year, you know, of school and and uh, uh, I I don't know. I think it'd probably be I don't know fifty percent, half and half of players that would come back. Yeah, because I think by the time most kids are there at their fourth year, a lot of them are, I wouldn't say done, but emotionally, you know, they've got one season left and they're going to leave it all out there and they're ready right. to move on with their lives. Right, right. Have, uh, have you been able to keep up in touch with your team? And, uh, you know, if so, how have they been spending their time? Yeah, we, we talk uh, um, really at least once a week and not twice a week uh, for, with texting. Uh, and then we we did a, a zoom uh a zoom meeting uh, uh call uh, last week for the first time we figured out how to do it <laughs> so <laughs> so uh we're gonna keep doing those we'll do one this week and um uh, uh, phone calls too you know talking on the phone uh, we have uh kids uh in in uh in overseas you know out of the country and you know, one in uh, brazil and portugal and germany and australia we actually have two players still in fairmont uh, they decided uh, their family decided just to wait it out a little bit in fairmont one's from brazil one's from poland so they they're they're waiting maybe to leave uh, either end of this week or next week um so but yeah we're we're staying in touch and and uh, try to try to keep uh, keep everyone positive. Definitely, I think during times like these, it's really important uh, for all of us to stay together and stay in touch and to keep each other's uh, mentalities positive. Because definitely, there's some people that are probably not feeling too positive about these times right now. Yeah, and, and for the students, you just want to keep them. Uh, you don't want to think that you forgot about them, and uh, you know they're just out there dangling around. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, 
you know, a lot of the college tennis players, they're all, uh, they're good students and, and uh, good people. And, you know, we just want them to be safe and their families be safe. Definitely. Uh, Coach, how have you been spending your time personally during the lockdown? Oh, it's been going crazy. Uh, <laughs> this is it's probably the longest time I've been away from tennis, you know, in 45 years or more. You know, so missing, missing tennis, missing uh, teaching tennis. And uh, uh, I've really been uh, going, you know, just kind of going crazy. I, I walk twice a day morning uh, morning walk and uh, evening walk and uh, try to get about I don't know six or seven miles in a walk and, and playing some uh, some pickleball outside outside pickleball with some people I'm in Lewisburg West Virginia and um, uh, trying to just trying to stay stay active stay in shape you've been playing singles or doubles oh doubles doubles singles is too tough Oh, it's come on, coach. It's too hard. Uh, you know, just doubles. You know, we hope to play some, some tennis once it gets a little warmer. Um, we get to hit some tennis balls. Uh, I'm in Greenbrier County. It's not, it's, it's, it's dangerous, but it's not, it's not, uh, we don't have a, a lot of cases and, and uh, uh, it's still dangerous, but, you know, still trying to be uh, that social distance stuff. Yeah, fortunately for us, we're in West Virginia, where at least, you know, the state doesn't have as many cases. Like you said, it's still dangerous, and, you know, you, don't, you want to be careful and socially distanced. But, you know, there's not very many cases here. It could be a lot worse. We could be in New York or California right. or somewhere. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. How, uh, what has your role been like at Fairmont State since the quarantine? I mean, are you able to – have you still been recruiting some? Or, you know, what other roles have you taken uh, – yeah, we, we've, uh, you know, the, the Fairmont coaches, uh, we, we started a Zoom, uh, a Zoom meeting uh, last week. And we're going to have, keep having those weekly, weekly meetings with the other coaches at, at school. Um, and really, uh, you know, paperwork is always still keeping paperwork and, and training and stuff. Uh, and uh, just trying to, Trying to trying to get ready for for when we go back, uh, you know, you know, trying to do some, you know, some some camps and and uh, tournaments and things at, at Fairmont, and um, um, you know, just just trying to get ready. Recruiting, we're we've already committed. Everyone's all committed, so we're really not doing doing you know hardly any recruiting. Just just trying to stay in touch with the recruits that would be coming in. Yeah, I know it's uh, one thing for us that, uh, you know, changes up a little bit is the fact that we planned on going down to the, the state tennis tournament and, you know, seeing uh, if there was any kids left over that were still looking. So it definitely for some American kids in all states who, who hadn't committed yet, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult for them to find a home now uh, with no high school season and no high school state tennis tournament. Yeah, it's really, it really, you know, you know put, a, put a hamper to high school tennis and and the kids aren't getting, they're not getting looked at unless they're going out, unless they're playing the USTA tournaments, you know, whenever they start. Yeah, and, and I know that the uh, the USTA already actually canceled their nationals, which are like in October. And I think it's due to the fact that there's, um they, they don't think there's going to be any qualifying tournaments this summer, or at least not as many. 
So I know right. that's going to change a lot of things for uh, kids who are looking to play college tennis. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. And, and, yeah, as you know, we don't even know what's going to happen in the fall. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, I, I, I don't see how, how they can have, uh, unless there's, you know, the, the vaccine, you know, it's not going to come out that soon and, and having kids on campus. I, I don't know. It's going to be, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, right now uh, for us recruiting, uh, we've all the recruiters and recruits are are questioning us about what's going to happen for the fall, and we're just as clueless as everyone else. We really don't know. Uh, I know the rumor has been that maybe all schools will be online for the fall, and uh, if if that's the case, that definitely will change the landscape of college tennis a lot for next year in all sports. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going to, you know, how they how would they handle the athletes, uh, you know, if it's online. And then, of course, you got college football that brings in a lot of, a lot of money to, the, particularly Division One schools. Yeah, so uh, it's it's crazy. It's really crazy. What are you uh, most looking forward to about getting back to college tennis, whenever that may be? Well, it's you know it's it's a uh, relationships. You know, you know, working with the players. You know, working with players in 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 helping them get through college and, you know, get ready for, you know, for their careers uh, outside of college. But, uh, you know, the relationships with really the players and, and, and the other coaches at school and, and, the, and the people at school. So, Yeah, I think for us that's what we're most looking forward to. I mean, normally for the summer we'd only be away from the players for maybe two and a half months, three months. And now we're looking at maybe five months if we come back in the fall and maybe – closer to a year if they don't come back for the spring and that's a long time to be away from your student athletes yeah yeah and and i guess you know to be honest i mean not even second semester you know that you might lose a whole year you know? i know <laughs> so, i don't now know you're talking doomsday coach i know i know <laughs> <laughs> i know and uh, i got i got just really one more question for you um you know, I know you're a part of the uh, the college uh, recruiting board on Facebook, and you've been seeing some of the news of college tennis programs being cut at all divisions. Um, just last week, uh, University of Can- uh, Missouri, Kansas City, Division One was cut. Um, St. Edwards, Division Two, nationally top 25, men's and women's was cut. Uh, Division Two, Staten Island was cut this past week. Uh, what do you think about the recent, you know, programs being cut, and how do you think this will affect the landscape going forward. Well, I I think it's of course you you hate to see the teams, uh, you know, you know cut. You know the you know, athletic directors have to make a decision, I guess, on 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 what to do with with finances. It's not just tennis. I mean, you're looking at at the other uh, you know the sports. Yeah, the everything from golf to cross country, but. Uh, you know, it's it comes down to uh, finances, really, and, and uh, uh, you know, especially if, if there's no college football, you know, it's going to be it's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be tough to deal, and, and not only Division Two II or Division Three, it's going to be Division One teams that you know they're going to be looking at. So, uh, yeah, and. Like you say, that one uh, was it St. Andrews, uh, I mean, St. Edwards, uh, Division Two school in Texas. 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're a top Division two team, you know, and um, so it's not so much if you're if you're a good team or a poor team. It's it comes down to finances. Yeah, and uh, I, I was reading about University of Kansas, or I mean University of Missouri, Kansas City. Uh, I think they'd won five conference championships in the past ten years, so they were arguably the most successful program in their conference, a Division One conference, and even they they got cut. So, like you said, success on the court really isn't a factor when the athletic directors are looking at finances and you know how they can cut back. Yeah, it's it's not only the athletics too. I. I I'm sure the uh, the college presidents they're looking at the whole the whole landscape of the whole university, you know, not just athletics, but you know they're going to make some hard decisions about about all the all the departments. Definitely, uh, I guess just for us, uh, you know, over the next few months, we're just going to have to sit around and wait a little bit longer and hope for the best, huh? Yeah, just keep watching the news. I guess <laughs> watching the news and. Hope is for the best. You know, the you hope it's, it doesn't, you know, rev up again in the in the fall. You know, so you know, th- you know that could be a deterrent for second semester. So uh, we just have to keep doing what we're doing and and uh, hopefully get through this. Definitely. Uh, any closing thoughts, Coach, or anything else you'd like to talk about before we get off here? No, no. I just uh, just missing uh, missing everybody. Uh, and also the you know the teaching you know, I'm back teaching again in Morgantown and and uh, you're up there Alex Miss Miss uh, Doug and Micah and, and everybody up there Michaela at uh, in, at uh, Summit and uh, just really you know you you kind of you know realize how many how many people you miss when you don't don't get to don't get to see them or talk to them that much. So. I guess I, I'm glad I figured out how to do the Zoom. So that's, uh, <laughs> I'm proud of you, Coach. <laughs> I just clicked on. That's all I did. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make it easy. Nah, right. I'm just kidding with you. Nah, definitely. It's the same for me. Just uh, I miss everyone at the tennis club. I miss getting to see you guys. Obviously, I miss the relationships I have with the, the students and helping them get better and grow their games. And uh, Hopefully we'll all be back out on court soon and uh, hopefully we'll be back to coaching college tennis soon and uh, all this will be in the past. Yeah, it's good. And, and uh, thanks for reaching out to me. And uh, I mean, it's good to see you. Yeah. Virtually. Where are you at? Where are you in? Where are you uh, I'm in, I'm actually, ironically, I'm in Fairmont right now. So. In Fairmont? Okay. Yep. <laughs> in the studio, huh? <laughs> yeah. In the studio, AKA the spare bedroom. So uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Coach. Appreciate you having you today, man. Yeah, good luck to you and all the stuff you're doing. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. See you. Bye. See you, Terry. Bye.